Good morning for the CJRU Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroxy, and debuting on the show, I've got actor David Wilson. How you doing? I'm good, I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing good, brother. <laughs> I was I was almost going to struggle there. I, know. <laughs> I saw it on your face. <laughs> <I saw. laughs> All right, so let's get to know you. You're an actor. You're uh what do you call it? I'm an actor, producer, <clears throat> sometimes singer. Um, no, let me not. Let me not do that. I'm an actor. I'm a producer, uh, and I'm a singer. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, do you sing? Yeah, I sing. Okay. You can't sing for us right now. Lift every voice. <laughs> we talked about that. You don't sing gospel. No, I I do sing gospel, but I mean, like, um, that was that was the black national anthem of you. Okay. And catch that. Okay. And sing till earth and heaven. There it is. <laughs> we give you oh, all oh, the, the glory. And then you gotta come with all the we glory. Were, oh yes. <laughs> yeah. If you you know what? If you search me on um, well, this is gonna be crazy. If you search me on Spotify, I do have a, a couple of songs. One actually is not gospel. Um. And it's actually in response to uh, the um, I Can't Breathe okay. movement. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Back in the pandemic, you're talking George, pandemic, George Floyd. George Floyd. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. How was your mental health in the pandemic as an actor? You know what? That was probably the craziest time just because I got married in the pandemic. Uh, so David Wilson as a human being was uh, growing. Um, but as an artist, it, it was different just because like at that point in time, like things had shut down and, uh, you know, yeah, things had shut down. So like in terms of an actor, uh, wasn't getting much work, but it was, it was okay because like, I think it was, what's the word I'm looking for? It was okay knowing that everybody was going through it. Like, so you, you didn't feel alone as an artist. You didn't feel alone as, as an actor, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, uh, but I did work. I did work during the pandemic, so it wasn't terrible for oh, me. All right. Yeah. all right. So in case listeners want to know, how did this passion come about where you wanted to be an actor? Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, so now we got to go back in the crates. Yeah. <laughs> um, I started as a child, actually. Um, I was, uh, my older sister actually got us all into acting. Um, she was interested in doing film and television. And my mother said, okay, well, if you want to do it, the rest of your siblings have to as well. So it was at that time, my youngest brother was too young to, to sort of jump into it. So it was the three of us. And the first opportunity I had on set was on John Q. So that was with uh, Denzel Washington. Um, that was with uh, Kimberly Elise. That was with, it was a whole bunch of A-listers. So you can imagine this like eight-year-old kid being on set for the first time, like seeing all of these big faces and just like having to act like it was normal was crazy um uh, while my my siblings uh they did background stuff because i resembled the the main actor the child uh to whom the story was sort of based around um i got leveled up like right away so i was a photo double and a stand-in so my first time on set i jumped up and was like working for the next like five months on this project Mm -hmm. so you can imagine like a third grade child sort of going in and out of school it was like the coolest thing and like you know kids are like oh wow you met Denzel Washington and then like you know that was like the icebreaker for anytime I go into a social situation it's like oh yeah well I worked with this person wow I was like wow so um and even then like I uh 
I, wa- I stepped away from film and television for a bit, like just to sort of grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to do sports. Uh, I came back to it in my adult years, and yeah, I haven't let go since. All right. How do you feel looking back at yourself and John Q? How do you feel looking at yourself? You know what? It, I think that like things have come full circle. When I was one of the one of my projects that I had done, Unspoken Agreements, the short film. I got to like really, really like dive into being a producer and, and the lead on the on the film. I got to really dive into a the character, b the process, and sort of just watching myself back on the screen. Like I had a moment where I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I remember being the little kid watching Denzel on this on the screen and saying like, "I want to be able to do that as I'm older." And now that I'm here, like I think the little kid would be very proud, and I think the adult is very proud. Mm-hmm. Without getting too like you know emotional and like okay. really diving deep into it, but yeah, yeah. So. All right. Well, the adult in me that's five years older than you <laughs> is proud of you. Well, thank okay. you, thank <laughs> you, Donovan. <laughs> All right. So bring us up to speed. What projects can we look out for? Well, yeah. So right now, my uh, short film, Unspoken Agreements, that I co-wrote with, uh, or sorry, that I co-produced with uh, fellow actor Zena Davis. She's also the writer, Zena Davis-Jones, and it was directed by Mariana Fung, which is uh, also a very close friend of mine. That is making its way around. So it's right now we're in talks with uh, TV networks to get it going. I'm not going to drop any names in case it's not on that that network okay you can look at my free you can look out for me there i'm also in a couple of films and like you know if you uh i've i recently was in a movie called um stolen heartbeat or stolen hearts Ooh, what's um, that about did you try to steal no, some no, lady's no, no. heart it's not what you think it is okay never mind <laughs> no it's actually a story of uh a mother whose children are kidnapped by their father. Okay, never to, mind. Right, right. It's, it's not what you think. Okay. But yeah, um, taken to another country, and she has to fight to get them back. Wow. And like, I'm the police officer that, like, delivers the terrible news, and it's like, yeah, they've been kidnapped. Oh. All right. Yeah, yeah. Do um, you like playing those roles, though? The police officer, the security uh, guard, the thug? No, never. I've never been a thug. Okay. I, you know, I lie. I have been. I was a thug once one of my film credits uh but i'm usually cast as like police officers and like yeah security and whatnot um do i like it it has its merit i think uh casting directors are good at sort of spotting like you know where your energy is and like where how you read and like where your where your energy lies and even like so for example uh i was on a show called good sam Mm -hmm. uh where i was playing a i was playing a individual who refused to get treatment and in that, like, I, I took too many edibles and, like, it, it, there's a very, it's very comedic and very tongue-in-cheek in terms of, like, what it is that I'm doing. And even then, like, I read, like, as a, an army vet or uh, a police officer who's retired. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, even in, like, those com- comedic roles where I'm not really assigned a, a function as, an, as a character or as an actor, I'm still sort of, like, read as, like, a soldier or, or a cop or what, what, what have you. Okay, so that movie, right? Did the woman get her kids back? Oh yes, come on, it's got to, it's got to be a, a happy ending. It's actually based on a true story too. Okay, so yeah, I encourage you to watch it if if you get the chance. Okay. All right. So let's talk here, right? So now you and I were talking off the interview, right? Mm-hmm. What's the situation these days with actors collective bargaining to get more pay on shows that have been on longer than 10 seasons? We've had the cast of Blue Bloods, 
actually come to an agreement, they'll take the pay cut in agreement for a 14th season or else Blue Bloods would have been canceled. Uh, we've seen collective bargaining before in the 90s and 2000s. Some could talk and then if they did talk, they'd get cut or their shows would get canceled. Collective bargaining again happened with the one Chicago PD, fire and medical where NBC just told them, okay, we'll give you what, what you want, mm -hmm. but less episodes. Mm -hmm. So what's your take when actors team up together and fight the networks to be paid for what they're, what's rightly theirs? Like I said, I think it's, it's tough because a, that, that a, that really shouldn't be an actor's job. You know, that's what your unions are for. You know what I mean? But in the situation where your unions fail to protect you, uh, I think that it's very good that these actors have the wherewithal to sort of stand up and um, band together to protect themselves. You know what I mean? Like, I would even go further and say, because it's not just collective bargaining that's happening uh, in television, but it's also in theater. Uh, there are oftentimes, I think there's a, uh, there's a, there's a ongoing issue with um, Broadway actors. I can't remember which Canadian cast off the top of my head, but. Um, even there where uh, they're looking for their union to fight for uh, these these actors who are on Broadway working uh, Canadian actors in U New York. And as you I'm sure, you know, New York is not easy to sort of like no. if you do not have like per diem or if you do not have significant amounts or copious amounts of money mm -hmm. to sort of cover your day to day, it can be very, very difficult. And so in that situation, our actors union equity uh, is fighting for the actors against these Broadway and I think like it's like the top 12 theaters that are representing uh, or who are on the other side of the table yeah and so oftentimes actors have to go to the public to inform and 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 raise awareness so I think that it's important um, and I think that it's it's admirable uh, that actors are able to band together that they're able to get on one accord which is very difficult, especially in the land of performers, where you know you've got people who have different wants, different needs, and will express it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think that is a great thing. But we've seen it in the nineties. Oh yeah, absolutely. remember when Kyle from *In Living Single* absolutely. he tried to fight to get the cast more money, mm -hmm. and what did they do in the final season of *In Living Single*? Second they season. let him go. Yeah. So. What do you do when it backfires on you? Oh, man. What do you do when it backfires on you? I think that's a question for anybody. And that, that doesn't just go with actors. I think that's like you lose your job. What happens when you get cut from your job prematurely or, or unexpectedly? What do you do? I think um, first and foremost, we live in a world where as an actor, um, while it is great that you get an opportunity through mainstream television or on a network, you are only as great as your hustle. So for an actor that's been cut prematurely, you just got to go out there, put your hustle hat on and make sure that you make an op another opportunity for yourself. Like, without getting too far into it, there are shows that are cut all the time. And, you know, what do people do? Sometimes their best uh, comeback happens after being let down or, or uh, losing a... a battle with you know a network um i'm trying to think because it seems like you're amorously involved with the 90s i'm thinking about like old school aunt viv okay. from from fresh, fresh prince, prince of Bel Air. yeah unfortunately she her career was sort of tarnished after that show we didn't really see much of her anymore and i think you know had she sort of had her wits about her and maybe she could have changed her narrative maybe she could have changed the, her story uh, simply by 
hustling harder and smarter. And that's a plug on the, on a book that I was that I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, do you? Okay, so if I'm let go, right? If I'm mm-hmm. a younger Donovan and I'm let go, mm-hmm. what if I never work again? But you determine that. You I determine, do. Yeah, you determine that. Okay, Come but on, it's man. happened to actors in the of 90s course it's happened where they've never worked again after they fought for what absolutely, was rightly absolutely, theirs. Absolutely, absolutely. But hey, first off, I'm not an actor in the 90s. I'm I'm an actor in 2023. Okay. So let's say it happens uh-huh. and now. Oh, okay, well, we can, we like you said, we can come up with our own stories, uh, right? Yes, we can. Okay. Yes, we can. Like I believe everybody's got a story that's interesting. Okay. You know, that's what that's why actors are successful because we are able to present life from our lens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, uh the idea or the notion that like, you know, you're waiting on an opportunity from somebody else. It kills me inside. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to make your own content. Like you got to be able to to by all means, you got to be able to push the envelope yourself. I think I think it's it's next to impossible to survive in this industry without having either it's it's tough, man, without without having another skill set that can propel you forward. All right. Yeah. The Wilson story, we can come up with that. Hey, well, something. Who knows? All I, right. Someone's going to watch it, you know? <laughs> hey, man. But what if an actor says, I'm not a writer, I'm not a director? Find one that is. We have There is a community. Okay. There's a community of actors. So even if you're not, heck, I'm not, I'm not the greatest writer. I am not the best producer. Okay. I'm not even the the greatest actor, but what I will do is I will find like-minded people, All right. and I will I will encourage people to get this story or get this project up and going. Whether I find myself on the on the tail end of one or whatever the case may be, there is an actor that I know. There is an actor that I know, for example, who during the pandemic, as things sort of um, slowed down, you're asking me how how I felt. I was okay, but this individual, when he found that he was not getting any work, his COVID pivot was to uh, go back and learn how to produce films. And so now he is an accomplished producer and actor coming out of the pandemic. It's, it's all about how you adjust, really. All right. Well, we're. I know you're an actor in now, okay? Yes, yes. But I was using that in the 90s <laughs> no, 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 no. where it can still happen. Yeah, so yeah. they yeah, can yeah. let Donovan go, young Donovan go, okay. and young Donovan doesn't work again. But like uh, you said, we got to make opportunities. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So younger Donovan can connect with David, right? Younger Donovan could definitely connect with David. All right. What do you want to tell that younger Donovan that's listening and his Netflix show just got canceled and he can't work again. In the words of Aaliyah, if at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. <laughs> you can dust it off and try again. Um, yeah, man, I think our only limit is our imagination. That is our only limitation. And so if you are a young Donovan and you cannot see yourself beyond where you've been let go of this Netflix series, then I think that that's a truth that you would have to accept yourself, that you have accepted yourself. I don't believe that um, anybody else can put a limitation on you, you know? Yeah, our potential is immeasurable. So uh, with that being said, find people. If you if you can't do it yourself, find somebody that can, link up with them, offer whatever service you can, and get it done. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you want to tell the listeners listening to this conversation right now? I think I told them that. I think I think I think that's it. Right. Maybe that's the gem that I that I that I leave them with, the little nugget. All right. You know, is I mean, hey, listen, as I didn't just wake up and say, you know what, I, I want to produce. I was in a room with some pretty like heavy hitters and they were talking about, oh, you know, it's just I, this is my best um A list conversation. Ugh, it's so difficult sometimes just finding time for yourself because 
I'm just so busy all the time. And I was like, I was like, or <laughs> you're busy. And this is while this is when I had a child on the way. Um, I was on the set of Good Sam. We were in the green room and we were talking. So it was it was some of the actors from from Good Sam, and they were talking about the uh, advantages of having a production company. And I said, I thought to myself, you know what? I would love to be a producer. I think that'd be a great thing for me because if nothing else. I can write my own content. I can I can put myself into film and television. It's just like a cheeky way of sort of pushing my own career. And uh, yeah, literally like six weeks later, you know, I was at a roundtable discussing, okay, how can we get this short film going? And uh, I, what is this? A year later? Yeah, a year later. It's uh, I was a year later actually. I was uh, delivering um, sort of like a, a conversation or a talk. I was I was involved in a in a talk with um, an audience after screening my film so it's all possible mm-hmm. you know it is definitely all possible mm-hmm. and younger donovan can do it young, he can young donovan the world is your oyster young donovan yeah take off brother <laughs> you can do it absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> did you want to throw out your social media platforms just in case other actors or listeners want to connect with you or they have questions about your content sure sure um, it's my name, David Delancey Wilson. That's it on IG. Yeah, that's uh, that's the main one really. And then uh, if you ever get the chance, or if you want to IMDb me, you can also look up David Delancey Wilson on IMDb. Um, but that's all sort of connected to my Instagram. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Do you want to encourage them what to watch in case they want to get familiar with you? If you want to get familiar with me, um, you can see me on stage. I'm at uh, I'm at the CAA at Mervish Theater. I'm doing Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Ooh. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's if you want to see me in live theater. If you want to see me on television, I actually, I do have a couple of projects that are coming out. Um, one being uh, Riot, um, which is a screenplay adapted play, or sorry, adapted screenplay. Um, by the great Andrew Moody. Um, you could also, if you want to open up the crates, I'm on uh, Designated Survivor. I think it's the final episode of season one. Um, I'm on Good Sam, the first episode of Good Sam. And if you want to see some comedy, you'll you'll see that. Like, it's comedy with a heart. I'm like, this guy's got a story. What else? And, uh, oh yeah, it's, uh, Stolen by Their Father. I think that's the other one. Or Stolen Heartbeats. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Do you have another message for the listeners? What do you want to tell them? You can do it yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Always remember that. All right. I can do it, right? You can do it yourself. Okay. You sure? Yeah, man. You don't need to wait for anybody. Okay. Yeah, man. Well, I didn't need to wait for you. Well, that's right. I reached out to that's you. That's right. That's it. That's you doing. See, you're, you're seizing the day. You're carpe diem. You're that was my dream. Day. I wrote that down that's as a it. goal. That's it. That's it. That's it. All right. All right. All right. Do you have final things you'd like to say to us in closing? Yeah, just. I feel like I'm just dropping just several nuggets. Just be great. Uh, look out for me. Look out for me. Your boys, your boys are about to take off. A couple of things. I do have a couple of uh, things that I'm working on even now. Just the continuity of my short film. I, I, we're looking at making it into either a web series or uh, a short series. So uh, that's on the horizon. As I said, you know, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. I'm busy. I'm, I'm working. <laughs> All right. It was great to get to know you. Thank you for coming in the first time to see me in person. We've never met before. Oh, no, we haven't. But I feel like we're friends. Look at that. Well, we're from the same town, so I know, eh? We're so the shout out Durham region. Yeah, okay? baby. Wasn't my favorite place, but you know, <laughs> hey, I'm from hey, Scarborough. Hey, 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 hey. Don't eh? do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Act like Durham wasn't the best thing that ever happened to you. What do you mean? <laughs> you know what? Now I look back at it, maybe it was a wow. little bit best. Hey, but hey, no, maybe. 
We don't need any lukewarm. We don't need any lukewarm stuff going on here. So I mean, if it wasn't your favorite, don't claim it. All right. Okay, but you know, I claimed the Scarborough. Oh no, no. Hey, well, listen. hey, listen, listen, listen. From how? Old, okay, how how old did you come when you came to Durham? When I was oh, I was born and raised in Durham, baby. All always Durham, in Durham. Durham, born and raised. You cut me, I bleed the the, the no the D, the D Durham. No, 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 no. <laughs> Scarborough, born and no, raised. No, no, I only landed no, no. in Durham my mistake, by accident. My mistake was by buying mistake. property. Yeah. No, my mistake was buying property in Scarborough because that's where I am now. But oh. man, if I had a chance, I'd be back in Durham. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, thank you for listening to this episode. And for CJRU, I'm Donovan LaCroxy. I would like to thank actor you. Can throw out your name again david delancey wilson thank you so much